Hello everybody, you're very welcome to the Open Training College podcast series. This podcast is for honours degree students in relation to their research proposal. So you're very welcome. My name is Neve McAvoy and I will be talking you through the requirements of the research proposal and these are outlined in your assessment brief on pages four to seven. So if you have completed a proposal for your undergrad, your level seven, it's fine to use the same material here, but you do need to significantly develop that. So you cannot submit the same thing that you submitted for your undergrad for your level seven. You have to do a lot more work on it. But this, a similar topic or the same topic is, is OK. So structuring your research proposal, you have the headings, as I said, starting on page four of your brief. So the first thing is the title. And what you need here is a clear, concise interesting title for your research okay this is the first piece of information that we're going to see so you want it to be something that's not only informative but also succinct okay um this could change as you go through your research and you the more you read you may change the title that the focus of your research so it's, it's okay but for the proposal we want a a good informative succinct title for it um, if it changes, it's fine. The literature review can change that focus, and that's absolutely normal and, and fine and usual in research. Your next part will be the introduction. And what you're asked to do here is to provide some background information in relation to the topic or the problem that, that you're focusing on on your research. Okay, Introduce the research area and give a sense of purpose of the study. And establish the importance of your research and its relevance to the wider field so really it's the so what factor why is your piece of research important and what impact is it going to have or what difference is it going to make to the wider field of disability so you're looking really to to get across the importance and the relevance of your research here why is it worth doing what's its value going to be so you will see on page five that your a strong introduction needs to set the scene, to introduce the topic, locate the topic in the broader context in order to establish why it's important, outline why you selected the topic, then logically lead into your research question or hypothesis and provide a clear roadmap. Okay, the next part is your research question or the hypothesis. So this is where you are asked to clearly outline the specific question or questions or the hypothesis that you intend to study. OK, um, we want you to clearly demonstrate that you have considered the aims and objectives of your project. If you're using a qualitative research approach, these questions might be more general than if you were using a quant approach but you still need to consider them. So regardless of what approach you're using, you need to give us a clear sense of what those, those questions are. This is an opportunity for you to outline the boundaries of your project and what your research proposes to achieve. So what is it you are actually setting out to do here? What do you want to achieve? What information do you want to achieve? The next part is your literature review. Now, this is where you find out basically 
what is out there already in terms of, of research completed in relation to your topic and what literature is out there. There's a support reading in the unit four that will help you with this. So we would strongly urge you to have a read of that. So for this, we're suggesting a minimum of 10 pieces of literature, but that doesn't mean that once you get 10 that you stop. Okay, so you may very well have 15 or 20, but at a minimum 10. Bear in mind, the more you have, the stronger your, your research is, the stronger your literature review is. And then later on, when you come to it in your project, the stronger your discussion will be. But for now, we'll focus on the literature review. Let's not worry too much about the discussion part of it. But I would not recommend that you limit yourself to 10. Okay, uh, try to get as, as much as, as you can on it. You do not have to have the literature review completed for the proposal. OK, so you don't have to have it done. But what we would like you to have done or what you do need to have done, rather, is you have to have a sense of what themes you're going to be looking at. What are the broad subheadings or themes that will be relevant to your literature review? These may well change as you go through the process. But for the purpose of the proposal, we want you to have a good sense of where you're going to be going with this. What are the themes? What are the subheadings? Uh, you can have some of your literature sourced before the proposal. That's absolutely fine. If you have your literature review completed by the submission date for the proposal, you can include it as an appendix and we can give you some feedback on it. But it is not necessary. So if you don't have it completed, please do not panic. Do not stress about it. OK. So that's your literature review. The next part is your methodology. And this is where you're going to outline how you propose to gather the data for your research. OK. And your your methodology should address the, the areas outlined. So a clear statement of which one you're going to use. So is it going to be qualitative? Is it going to be quantitative? Is it going to be mixed methods? Or is it going to be action research? Okay, so whichever one you take, you're going to need to identify the key features of that approach. And also, why is it most appropriate for your research? Okay, so maybe you want an awful lot of statistical data. So that's your quantitative, or maybe you want an in-depth understanding of a particular topic or phenomenon, and that's your qualitative. Okay, so which one are you going to use and why is it appropriate? Okay, your sampling. So how do you intend to select the people for your sample? What profile do you need? What technique will you use? So if you remember at the workshop, we talked through the sampling procedure and there's support material up on the site as well in relation to how you do your sampling. So have a look at, at that and outline how you're going to do your sampling. Next one is your data collection method. So describe your selected method. So are you going to be doing an interview? Is that going to be a semi-structured interview? Is it going to be a focus group? Is it going to be a questionnaire? So what method are you going to use? So bear in mind, it has to be appropriate to the methodology that you have selected. So 
if you're saying you're doing a quantitative approach, then it would be a questionnaire. If you're doing a qualitative approach, it's most likely going to be an interview or a focus group. Okay. If you're doing questionnaires, you might use SurveyMonkey as the tool to to gather the information or that's going to be your questionnaire tool. You can email the link to people if it's appropriate to your um, interviewees or not interviewees to your to your audience or your, your sample. So you can use SurveyMonkey. The advantage, I suppose, of using SurveyMonkey is it gives you nice graphs. It does a lot of the analysis for you or it helps you with your analysis, rather. It probably makes it a little bit easier. So it, the module goes through how to do uh, the analysis using Excel. But if you can use SurveyMonkey, it, it cuts that part of it out for you. And it's st still a valid way to do it. And it doesn't reduce your marking or anything. So don't worry about that side of it. Uh, the final thing there is to provide a general overview of the types of questions or topics that you intend to cover in your data collection method. So if it's questions, give an idea of what type of questions you'll be asking. What is the information that you're looking for? If it's interviews, again, what sort of themes are you looking for? What sort of questions might you ask if it's a semi-structured interview? So what are you hoping to find out, really? Then you have your data collection. So how you're going to collect the data and any instructions or procedures that you intend to follow to ensure that they're gathered in a reliable and valid way. So that's fairly straightforward, I hope. If not, let me know. Ethical considerations. This is a very important one. So the PDFs of the um, professional guidelines from the four different bodies, they're now available on the site for you to have a read of. You must follow your organization's process here. If they have an ethics committee, you must go through the ethics committee. It's not a defense to say, I didn't know. And it's quite a serious offense to ignore an ethics committee. So please, for your own sake and for the sake of your research and the service users, do not bypass or attempt to bypass the ethics committee. It just won't work. OK, so it's no good to say I didn't know there was an ethics committee. We're telling you now there is an ethics committee. So check it out. And if you find that there isn't one, then you must go through your line manager, familiarize yourself with the process in your organization and then follow that. If there is no ethics committee, you use the professional guidelines and you talk about them and why you're going to use them. You need to, to give a sense of how important ethics is how you're going to get ethical approval from your ethics committee. So as we said at the workshop, find out when the ethics committee meets. Don't wait until after Christmas to find out that information. Find that information out now, because some places the ethics committee might only meet four times a year. And one of those meetings might be quite soon before Christmas. And then one maybe around April, one maybe around June. So you don't want to miss it because it's most common for ethics committees to come back with suggestions around a proposal. OK, so you put in your application form to the ethics committee. Ninety nine percent of them will come back and say, we want you to do A, B and C. And they'll make some suggestions for change that you then have to make those changes in your proposal and resubmit. So if you have to wait for a second meeting, 
you could run into difficulty or great difficulty if you miss the first meeting. So please, please, please find out that now. The next part we ask is your data analysis. At this stage, this is the proposal stage. This is going to be a very short, brief piece. You're looking at about a paragraph here. So it's just really an outline of what you're going to, to do here. Must be suitable to your methods. Okay, so if you're doing quantitative, it's statistical analysis. I can't say that word properly. I do apologize. And if you're doing qualitative and an interview, it's going to be thematic analysis. So it's enough to state that and you could maybe a line or two on it. But it's, we're really only looking for a paragraph here to see that you've, you've joined up the dots and you're following through the process in the correct way. OK, we then ask you to give a little piece on the limitations of your study. So straight away, one of the first limitations is it's a small scale study. OK, but what other limitations do you have? for your research or in relation to your research. So it's potential weaknesses or limitations and what you might do to address that if that's appropriate. Consider the strengths and weaknesses of the approach that you did not select to highlight the strengths, weaknesses and limitations of your own project. So maybe your approach is a limitation. Maybe your collection method is a limitation. So what's the limitations of your particular study? Okay. Uh, time frame is looked for, so this needs to be realistic. Okay, so you have from now to the end of the academic year, which for you guys is June. So it, what you're proposing has to be doable within that length of time. So proposing to do 40 interviews and then transcribe all of that and thematic analysis, that's not doable. Okay, so don't suggest that because that's not going to be doable. So keep it realistic and doable within your time frame. So that can be presented as a table or a chart or can be included in the appendices with a brief overview provided in the proposal. Okay, so that's relating to things like travel, access, time to transcribe and analyze, excuse me. And then finally, you'll be glad to hear, is your references. Okay, so we're looking for the 10 pieces, the minimum 10 pieces of research that you've you've encountered but anything else that you have referenced in your piece so when you're talking about your methodology you may well have I would expect to see a reference in there when you're talking so your literature review will have references your methodology will have references your ethical considerations quite likely will have a reference or two in there maybe in your data analysis you might have one even in your limitations you may have a reference in there to support that. Some of those smaller sections, the likes of, we'll say, the data collection, ethics, data analysis, limitations, you may only have one at this stage, and that's absolutely fine. Your methodology, you'd only have maybe one or two as well. Um, but your literature review will be where the bulk of your references are, but other areas will have references as well. So don't ignore those, really, is what I'm saying. Your word count for the research proposal is between 2,000 and 2,500 words. So there's no 10% above or below that. It has to be between the two and 2,500. Okay. Um, you cannot or you shouldn't proceed to your data collection 
until you have, first of all, your ethical approval, okay, but also a good idea to have feedback from the college as well in relation to your proposal, um, feedback in relation to that before you proceed to data collection. But ethical approval is an absolute must before you proceed to data collection. If you don't have an ethics committee, it's a slightly less complicated because you're getting in touch with a service manager or maybe the CEO or whatever the procedure is in your organization. So you may not have that long time frame that others going through an ethics committee have. But still, if you're lucky enough to be in that position, that you don't have a long time frame to wait and you get approval quite quickly through a manager or whatever in the absence of an ethics committee, we would still recommend that you wait until after you get feedback on your proposal before you proceed to data collection. So in relation to the methodology, we will be putting some additional resources up on the site to help you with that over the next couple of days. So keep an eye on that. If, and if you can't see them or find them or you have any problems with them, drop me an email and we'll sort it out. So for the moment, can I wish you the best of luck in relation to your proposal? Happy reading and I shall talk to you soon.